Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. We're back with another live show and it's the, the Baffer show again. Again, we're not officially the Baffer show, but we've got Baffer representation on the show this time. So we're, we're a bit closer. So first <laughs> off, we do have Alan. How are we doing today? Very good. Happy to be here. And joined by Kyle covering the NEC for this one. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Just, just finished your dinner, so you're okay now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've literally just gasped for breath uh, between my last mouthful, but uh, yeah. So we were supposed to be joined by Dale from Wales, but he's, uh, I have no idea where he is. I've tried to get a replacement in Matt, but obviously Matt's busy as well, so we can't get that one in. The only other one we are missing is the SWC. Lewis is currently traveling to London. So he won't be on this one today, but he has sent in his team of the season. So we'll go through that and hopefully you guys can give me some sort of knowledge. We're going to test your knowledge of the, of the whole the whole country pretty much right now. Great. Um, not many games were played at the, the previous weekend. So we had the SEC games. Out of the nine games that were supposed to be played, six of them were called off. Uh, the only ones that were played was the Blackhawks beating the Wolves. The Smoke winning again, 35-20 against the Titans Blue and 32-14 against the Cougars. Alan, your, your division was finished a few weeks ago, so you're, you're happy to rest now? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you say that, but we've got like a uh, couple of tournaments lined up for this month already with um, the Baffa tournament in Manchester and the uh, Granite City Quake in Aberdeen. It's definitely not Quaich. Don't 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 say that. They get offended. Quiche is it? Quiche? <laughs> I actually got Bez to, uh, to to tell me how it was pronounced, and he sent me like a little uh, voice recording of how it's pronounced. So, and I probably butchered it, but you know, at least I tried. He's very helpful. He's a very helpful character. Bez. He's a great guy. <laughs> I mean, you're not the only one who struggled with that one because we, we talked about it. I think. Uh, the last time it was on and whilst doing the show we were actually googling it to try and work out how to pronounce it and how we, we probably still got it wrong it was just click click on google translate and just go, what's it come up with but yeah that, that's another tournament coming up and obviously you mentioned the uh the baffa september cup that carl's put together Kyle, you got a lot of teams registered for that one still got spaces so 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 um i think uh we're making some decisions at the moment. Um, honestly, as to uh, whether it goes ahead is the frank and honest answer, because uh, apparently it wasn't that well subscribed, given a, a year where everybody wanted football back. A bit surprising, but hey-ho. Can, can we not just have a three-team tournament of, of Manchester, Cardiff, <laughs> Smoke? So I'll throw the Sharks in there as well. Just get all of the teams down for uh, those that have the uh, the record to uh, uh, smash it out and see who actually goes home the victor. I mean, if, if you're up for it, if you're up for it, anything's possible, you know. Well, there was a rival podcast that was planning on doing a best of the best tournament on the 18th of September, and they got 
probably less enthusiasm than we've had for the Baffer one on the 11th of September. So that one's not going ahead either. So I've got five teams left on this unbeaten record set. I need some way to sort them all out, but <laughs> I don't it's not just a, a massive game of rock, paper, scissors. Just we can organize that, surely. I mean, surely sure we could do that over like a, a Zoom call. Exactly. Exactly. Go. Or just a giant Madden tournament. They'll just sit there and like play a couple of games of Madden each and see who wins, finally wins that one. Yeah. There's probably some way to do it. But let's uh, flick through the uh, season as it was. Oh, that's the wrong button. That's not good. There we go. So passing touchdowns, Joe Cottrell does lead this one. Sorry, Alan, I think you just missed out on this one. Uh, yeah, so with 84 there, 28 of them to, to Chris Jones. Kyle Taylor, rushing touchdown leader this season. It's the only reason he came on the podcast tonight, Ryan. <laughs> uh, they say running backs are dead in this game, you know. So let, let's just move them to QB in the fun. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, exactly it's, it. it's a stat that will come up in a minute, but you scored seven rushing touchdowns. I think the team that has scored the most rushing touchdowns this season is the Cougars. And I think they either got eight or nine. So you're so there you go. Sharks are up for the winners event. That's what we want. That uh, that last bit, that last bit, Neil getting in there and a convenient location. <laughs> yes, went down <laughs> south for him. I in Chichester. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> uh, so um, yeah, most uh, most touchdowns for that for the for the Cardiff Hurricanes, but they've also got most extra points. 18 of those to, to Reese Jackson and Jack Jarrett with 18, two extra points. We talked about this before. Alan, are you in a standard game? Do you normally go for one or for two? I, again, because of the way the league went this season with the regional games, we we took the opportunity to try more two-point two conversions. Um, and it may sound a bit cruel, but we're, we're trying that against maybe some of the weaker teams. Um but it wasn't a case of just racking up more points. It was just more of an opportunity to to practice, you know, and and, and to to wrap that. So um, there was two game days where it just absolutely threw it down the whole time. So we just stayed with the one points on those days. But for the other games, we tried to do twos as often as possible. How about disappointment? You? Disappointment. Rain, sleet, snow. Two pointers. Doesn't matter. You know. Um, maybe that's because we're terrible at conversions, so we're just playing the odds, but uh, <laughs> who knows? Uh, stat leaders on this one, defensive side of the ball, George laid 20 touchdowns. He was absolutely gutted on the last game day when he didn't make a single pick. I think quarterbacks finally learned not to throw it near George. So what does George look like? Just out of interest, <laughs> I've not met George. <laughs> Uh, well, if you want to come to the GB camp this uh, weekend, he, he'll be there. <laughs> I mean, the easiest way, I think, I would be go to a Titans game, throw the ball up in the air. See it gets it. Um, yeah. Whichever Titan picks it off, it's probably going to be George this season. Well, if it's not somebody in black and red, I'll be disappointed, quite frankly. So, uh, yeah. Uh, pick six. Is 
he may have got the most interceptions. He doesn't managed to get the most of them back. Uh, Andrew no. Smith and Dan Davis. It's a Welsh side there, four each. Um, I, w- I will apologise for, for the name on this one. So I've gone by his League Republic name and gone for the stats on that one and put Jonathan. And there was a lot of comments, in the, on, um, mainly from Chris Jones, just putting like Chad across the whole thing. I was like, I don't all know his, what you're going on about. call him Chad. So it's just Chad, really. So, yeah, we've been just told to call him Chad. See, no one told me that, so I've got him down as the, on the Republic as Jonathan. So, well, that's what that, it meant to do, you know. So, uh, he, he got 34 sacks, he also got two safeties. Uh, joint top with uh, lead samurai teammate Robert Webb. Good to see another name on there, yeah. Yeah, what a machine, that, though! That 34 sacks, jeez. Yeah, he, he's a monster. Uh, I mean, the first time I saw him play was in the, the final at Manchester against the Smoke. And he just gave Charlie absolute nightmares. Um, he's he's a big guy. He's got good lateral speed. And he's got a wingspan about the size of a 747. It's it's insane trying to get the past past him. Well, so we look at the team of the week. Obviously, it's going to be slightly skewed in in the fact that a lot of the teams weren't actually playing this week. Uh, but Joe Cottrell with 15 touchdowns, another six for for Chris Jones. Rob Hayes of the Oil Cats with six touchdowns and a couple of uh, two extra points. Costas from the Hurricanes with five touchdowns and Matt Bork from the Gates Orange team with six touchdowns, a rushing touchdown and a two extra point. So it's not just uh, London going for the twos as well. Gates Orange have gone for it. We also see Dan Davis. Uh, So in the last game day, he got seven sacks. Um, and, and uh, Andy Gibney from the Gators Orange managed to pick up three sacks and a tackle for a loss. Craig Hutchinson of the Colts with three interceptions. Fraser Thompson of the Broncos with three interceptions. Obviously, you can't give out names, but are, are any of these uh, names popping up in, in the GB squad for this one, Alan? Unofficially? Uh, yeah, there's there's several guys there that uh, I've, I've coached at both silver and gold level. So it's it's great to see, you know, guys like, you know, Fraser coming back from the knee injury that was awful a couple of years ago. And he's he's obviously still involved in the GB setup and uh, he's working his way back to fitness. And it's, it's, it's great to see that. We have the final race for perfection. Uh, obviously, Smoke had finished off there. One time you finished off yours fairly early on. Just looking at that plus 600 for Cardiff, it just shows the quality <laughs> of the opposition they were playing against there, doesn't it? Sorry, guys. I mean, at least they got it to an even 600. Mm. Do you reckon they were like, right, hang on, we're up by 599. Should we go for one? <laughs> yes, let's do that. I would I, I would really rate that. You know, <laughs> It's got to be a good number. The there's no point. sideline working that out. <laughs> Pay that man some more. It's that bit when you see the QB like running into the back of the end zone and just taking a knee for a safety go. That's put us on 600. We scored too many. (laughs) (laughs) Team records this season. So Manchester Titans with 45 interceptions as a team. Half half of them were George, but it's not a bad season for them. Uh, Berkshire Renegades officially didn't pick off anybody, but I'm not too sure. I think if you look across most of their stats, it's zero across the whole thing. Uh, Cardiff, Cardiff did everything else. They ran back six, uh, nine touchdowns, uh, nine inceptions, 34 sacks, 
that's that's all of Chad, isn't it? Well, again, because you've got a good, a really, really good blitzer, that makes the DB's job easier because the passes are getting tipped, the passes are being thrown either high or or, or wide, and it gives the defense a lot better chance to make those picks. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really does start with a really good blitzer there. Yeah, so underrated by most teams. Like the most important position on defense by far, I think. You can cut off those passing lanes, then everybody else's life suddenly becomes so much easier, and it's absolute hell for the quarterback. So, yeah. I mean, I think we've mentioned it a few times on the show that the the blitzer used to be the the new guy's position because it was just <laughs> a simple seven yards sprint for the guy with the ball. But yeah. you see a lot more teams sort of going right now. This is like a it's a it's a skill position, and. I'm guessing both of you as quarterbacks, you know, if you see the new guy that you've never seen before as a blitzer, you're sort of thinking, I get a little bit extra time or, you know, you might be able to do, get something away. But when you see people like Chad on this one, if you see him lined up against you and in that blitzer position, you're thinking, where's the nearest dump off option? And, you know, it changes your game plan completely. Yeah, I mean, I've always tried to get the ball out of my hand quickly uh, because um, we've got good receivers and I want to get the ball into their hands. But also, if it, it, it takes away that that blitz if you're getting that ball out quicker. Um, but yeah, it, it absolutely disrupts the quarterback's game, uh, like I mentioned in the final a couple of years ago. And for me personally, um, Newcastle Blackhawks uh, blitzer Phil Watson always used to give me nightmares because again, really, really big um, wingspan. His his hands would go all over the place to knock balls down. I see him reach down to his ankles, blocking a pass down there and stuff. It, it, yeah, it it does really make the game harder. It does make such a um, big difference. I think for me though, what a lot of people. I think it's still a position that's generally evolving around the league is probably what I would say. I think that a lot of people play it with speed and think that's the only thing. But really, if you can get somebody to play a really good chess match against the quarterback and they've got you know good physical attributes that help them at that position as well, yeah, it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, so we, we had a few, um, I think it was the North Ends Phantoms one year where their blitz was, I swear he was about six foot three. And he he wasn't the quickest guy, but he would just slowly lumber towards you, hands up in the air, and you're thinking, I've got no passing names <laughs> around that bit. So you, it's it's throwing you off completely. You end up rolling out to either side, and it, it's it's something that does put you off. Um, interceptions thrown going completely the other way. They've only officially only thrown three interceptions this season. It, it does show you slightly differently when, it, when I bring up the end of year stats, but you know, Gators, Orange have thrown 36. Manchester Titans, 90 passing touchdowns this season for you guys. Got you got, yeah. How many did you throw this season, Alan? I think it was 72. So I think you might have got one of our B team guys added in there as well. All right. Again, I'm going purely by the Republic. So please, please don't shout at me for this one. Is it? Hey, 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 hey. Don't blame League Republic. Blame the people entering the stats into League Republic. There, there we go. Uh, Honey Badgers have only thrown six passing touchdowns. I think that may be slightly off on that one. So yeah, we've got rushing touchdowns. Coventry Cougars, nine this season. You're only two behind them, Kyle. 
I mean, I asked for two on the last game day. I wasn't even playing quarterback half the season. So, uh, you know, my team couldn't even give me that. You know, I would have liked that. I'd like to take that home. But I'll take what it is, you know. Uh, most sacked team is the Gwent Gators, 31. Extra points, 52 for the Hurricanes. And obviously, London Spoke was leading the league in extra po- or two extra points. I've gone through all the scores on there and I still cannot find a game to beat this one. 56, 68, 124 points in one game. I'm not, I'm not too sure if that's going to be like a, a long standing one. Well, interesting. The, the rematch was only, th- was 33, seven. So uh, the bees definitely couldn't keep up in the second game. So, but there was a bit more defense being played. Still only two points with a, a 76 nil. So no, no one could beat that one. I don't, I don't know if you'd, if you'd working out the timing for that one, for how, how often you'd have to score to get 76 nil or even try and beat it. That's, that's got to be like every single drive. Yeah. And it's probably got um, quite a few turnovers as well, uh, because obviously the, uh, I, I remember coaching the women's game against Sheffield giants a few years ago, and we had nothing to compete with them. So all I did was try and slow the game down, you know, take as much time off the play clock as possible. So they couldn't rack up 50, 60 points on us. Just keep it respectable. Uh, lowest point I mean, scored it's... still seven. Oh, sorry, Carl. No, I was just going to say, I mean, it's not, uh, it's, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's not entirely out of the uh, realms of the possible. There was like a 100-point game a few years ago, wasn't there? And then uh, we had a couple of games that were sort of top end of the 60s this year and not necessarily a complete shutout. So mm-hmm. it just depends on how you play and how quickly you get the ball down the field, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, Cardiff Bay Coyotes with their 7-0 win still. Sorry, I'm sorry if I actually changed that now, but it was a 7-0 win either way. Uh the only way is either not score the extra point or just lose on us on a on a safety and that's the only way you can actually beat this one now i actually lost two nil in a game in contact once <laughs> and i got and i got sacked for the safety as well so yeah that was bad and that's the day that you turned to flag is that, <laughs> <laughs> that was my last ever game playing for the derbyshire braves who are now defunct so yeah <laughs> Uh, most defensive shutouts six for the Hurricanes. This is this is going to have a great season. So th- this is what we've got um, from the NEC East. Carl, will, I will point out this. This isn't your squad, is it? It's not. I mean, uh, you know, why would I put anybody else at quarterback? That would be <laughs> that's the first thing that's wrong here. But I'll. Uh, I think Cameron, uh, not Cameron. Sorry, I think Callum's just a bit. Uh, bitter about me getting the best of him so he snubbed me here but never mind um Cameron though uh, as I was going to say uh, has had a great year so uh, it's good to see him on the list I mean looking at the rest of the squad is there any any change you'd make to that one I, I mean I've I've called it out haven't I but you know <laughs> apart from that um no I think all of these people generally are probably the top of their game um JD's um my guy He's an absolute demon. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dom Gillespie, I think the Blackhawks will be sad to see him go. Um, Ian, I've not had the opportunity to play him before this season, but um, really, uh, I would say, deceptively fast receiver. Not that he doesn't look fast, but he's got 
even more than you think that he's got in the tank and he just goes all game. Um, so a real weapon the Longhorns have down there. And uh, I think Tom as well, you know, he's had some great game days. Um, that last game day against our second team, he just absolutely went off. I think he caught every single touchdown that was thrown in that game. So, yeah, no, I think well-deserved by everybody here. Uh, we'll have a quick look at the uh, the defensive side. Again, happy with that one and make any changes? Uh, I would put, um, I'm not sure if this is statistically based from Cal or or not, or what's sat behind this, but there are a couple of people who are uh, statistically up there. Um, Fahim Hassan on our team, Fish, as we know him, um, He's definitely a, a statistical leader, I think, only just behind Ashley Lancashire. Um, so there's maybe a couple out there. But again, like all of these guys, there was a big sort of mass statistically at the end of the season of people who were kind of at the top of the table. There's only sort of three uh, outliers, um, you know, a few of our guys with five as well um, and Fish with uh, six and I think two pick sixes. So, you know, um, those are quite a bunch of people who I think have really come on this season as well. I think Alex Morell, I'm not sure if he's played defence before. He's a good receiver, but I've not seen him play defence until this season. He's had a really good year. So, yeah. Oh, there we go. He's making excuses already for you. What, for his? Uh, you might find that it has been updated because I ended up updating it myself two days ago. Uh, but thanks for that, Cal. I hope you're feeling <laughs> better anyway. I'm glad to be here in your place. So, I mean, obviously, uh, like we covered a few of your games when we went up to the Roosters' home one, and you, you can see I could definitely agree with with, with Fish on that one because I think there was one play where it was end of the game or end. I think it was end of the game, and ball was thrown nowhere near him. It was almost like the last play of the game, and every other sort of player would just leave it, and he slid underneath it and somehow managed to get just underneath the ball to make that last interception. I mean, the, the game was well out of reach and, you know, he didn't return anything and that was it. But to put your body on the line for a, not necessarily a, a unnecessary interception, but... It's for the stats, Mark. That's it's what for it the is. stats. Exactly, exactly. Just got to want the ball. That's the thing. But um, no, I've got to be uh, honest. There's a lot of, you know, good interceptions that I've seen out there. Um, I think we're very lucky to have Fish on the team. He's made some of the like more incredible interceptions that I've seen, to be honest. Like often, you know, somebody batting the ball up and then him just coming out of absolutely nowhere and diving five yards for a ball or whatever. He just wants the ball. So, you know, hats off to him. I'm sure George, um, albeit I've not met George, sounds very much the same from your side on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, I mean, he... he... He basically sits back, ball hawks, and just just breaks on that ball really, really well. So this is the SEC one again. This is purely um, stat based because no one else will actually cover the SEC for us. Charlie Williams, seventy nine passing touchdowns, uh, twenty seven of them to Jack Jarrett, and nineteen of them to Nick Root. Luke Hagley for the Rebels picking up 15 and Kieran Eaton of the Cougars picking up 12 as well. And then defensive-wise, Kieran Eaton making a play on the ball for the, for, the, for the defense as well. 13 interceptions, running back two of them. 
Kenny's not a DB. What's he doing here? <laughs> Again, he's he's the guy that sits back there and reads the game really well, breaks on the ball. Yeah. No. I he think it's great to see uh, Kieran and how far he's come on. I remember him, like, you know, a few years ago when he first started um, and was very much sort of the junior end of the scale. He's become a right little player. So, yeah. Tyler Saunders, the slope, picking up five interceptions and running back two of them. James Fleece of the Smoke getting nine sacks. Joe Dalton, the Cougars, with six sacks and a safety. I'm not, not too sure what your, your knowledge of the SWC is. Anyone want to take this one? I'll, I'll take that silence as a no there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so this, one, this one is purely Lewis. On it. Um, Justin Thomas of the Neptunes with 35 passing touchdowns. Got to be favouring Luke there with 13 of them. Isaac Harding of the Devils with nine touchdowns. Will Quigley of the Sharks with 21. And Vin Berry of the Devils with 15 touchdowns. I think it was tricky for the Sharks because they had so many good players scoring so many points. And, uh, you know, for Will to stand out like that when you've got guys like Corey and Alex Brown, Alex Shorty Brown, it's it, he's done really well there. Well, Alex Brown made the defensive team of the season for the SWC, picking up nine interceptions. Gareth Price picking up 10. Uh, James Hegarty picking up five. And Jack Tillett, sorry, Jake Tillett of the Sharks with 11. They've gone for a, a single blitz on this one, two interceptions, one, one pick six, but they've still put my linebacker. Hmm. I'm sure there's going to be somebody making blitzes. Although blitzing Neil was never a fun thing. <laughs> NEC West. I can Alan take this one now. Uh, quarterback wasn't bad, although see you've mentioned the the picks thrown and the the sacks. Although I, I merely copied use, and pasted what you said. Doesn't mention the uh, <laughs> one receiving touchdown, so clearly it's not being pulled off uh, League Republic. Um, yeah, so again, there's there's a there's a spread of um, of teams here, and that's that's pretty much how it fell. Um, Ryan Parker for the Oldham Owls, led their team, uh, despite some other bigger names like Danny Caballero, Robert Welty, 20 touchdowns. Uh, Phil Shanahan was the top centre in a in a very good pool of centres with the Titans' own Jay Pitchford and the uh, Rebs, Danny Meir, all posting 20 touchdowns. Um, Warwick Heffer is actually for the B team. Um, it was his first full season with the team and did really, really well. Made team of the week in the first week, carried that on through there and was the, the favourite target of our B-team QB, John Gago. And Jake Shaw, the Rebs, started slow but came back towards the end. Shows the quality player he is with a, a, a wide variety of statistics across the board there. Well, we want to defence for you as well. Uh, yeah, a little bit of, bit of um, hometown bias there. I mean, George's obviously going to make it with his 20 interceptions, but then Tom and James both made seven picks. I think there was one other guy that might have had six or seven picks. Um, but yeah, there was a bit of hometown bias putting Tom and James in there. So, um, Ian. Good DB from the Crows. He's he's one of those guys that just covers the field. You think, oh, that guy's open, and then Ian's over there and knocks the pass down. 
And we're talking about big blitzers with big arms. Leon Harper, who's more predominantly a wide receiver, started blitzing a lot more for the Crows in the second half of the year. Finished up with eight sacks to lead the division. And uh, yeah, he's a bit of a nightmare to throw around as well. So yeah, I think I don't know the next one. There we go. It's it's Wales. We've got no Dell. We've got no Matt. But as you can see, it, it's a lot it's of hurricanes. Much, yeah. It's hurricanes with one 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 extra guy in there. Joe Cottle with 84 passing touchdowns. Apparently three picks thrown. He's only been sacked once. Uh Dylan Bowditch, Chris Jones, and Carsters his favorite ones. Picking up 28, 15, and 16 with uh, Matt Borker to get his orange with 21. Defensively, it's a slightly bit more spread. So, yeah, I put him in his chat on this one, I think, because I've messaged yeah. somebody about this one. 34 sacks. So far, so far ahead of anybody else this season with, with the number of sacks that he made. I I'm, I'm, can't remember the, the full stats of it, but he did lead by quite a big amount. I think, I think the, the next... closest might have been 20. Yeah, I think it was around there somewhere. Um, but yeah, no one else got anywhere near. The average, though, like, you know, for a, a blitzer in a season, you know, probably seven or eight in a normal season, I'd yeah, say average for a good blitzer. So that's, great. yeah, yeah, that's, that's incredible. Ridiculous. In fact, I can. The next one is twelve. I'm looking at the stats right, right now. If go. those stats are accurate, you know that's what a difference. Uh, so, Cowan Dennis of the Hurricanes two with nine interceptions. Uh, Dan Davis of Gates Blue with fifteen. Richard Harris of the Trojans of fourteen, and Reese Jackson of the Hurricanes with thirteen. So again, this is this is stat based on what's gone in. <laughs> Phil Shannon's come to the Rebels, has he? Oh, there we go. It sounded like something wrong. Oh, that must be on League Republic, though. It can't, can't possibly be a typo. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure whichever whichever slide I've copied and pasted, there was a, probably a team there, for the player there for the Rebels, then. I've just kind of driving it across. But Joe Cotter with 84, um, Chris Jones, Jack Jarrett, and Will Quigley, the. Um, all reaching over 20, Phil Shan with 25. And then I think this is the only one where it has happened. Joe Crotchell, offensive team of the year and defensive team of the year. George Slade obviously picking up with the Titans one. Uh, David McAnally of the Hornets. Former Titan. <laughs> Did you train him up? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you mentioned that the the next one down on the blitz one is is twelve sacks. That was Florence. She also made team of the season. The season for, I think it was her first season this year. Wow. I think remembering back to what um, Dale said in previous shows, twelve sacks, one safety, and a tackle for a loss as well. Uh, another female blitzer doing really well. Sarah Wakelin up in the HNC has done phenomenally well at the moment. I think she is the leading sacker in the uh, in the conference. Yeah. I think when I was looking at this one, there was a few players that were were only just out of it, the, the team of the season. So, um, so that, 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 that's our season, our year by numbers. I've been going through this one. So 568 games, thirteen only 13 were cancelled throughout the entire year. 
Two of them That's are still not bad considering COVID, is it? Let's be no, honest. No, no, this, this, I mean, this is what... You know, it's 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 a credit to Kyle and the guys to actually have made sure that we have actually been able to play 568 games this year. So well done, guys. Well, since, since last year, 568 games were cancelled last year. It's a massive <laughs> improvement. Yeah. There's still two left on on the on the uh, on the score sheet that haven't been filled in yet. Well, that, that's twenty two thousand seven hundred and twenty minutes of football. That, that 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 doesn't include like stoppage of the clock. There's no way I was going to sit there and go through asking how long each game <laughs> went. One thousand six hundred and fifty one touchdowns thrown, seventy nine rushing touchdowns. 727 interceptions made this season, but... But only 549 thrown, amazingly. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was, I was going through the stats going, well, they, these don't quite add up. Uh, 87 were returned, 391 sacks, but only only uh, people were only sacked 239 times. Again, we, we go down to the honesty stats on that one. Mm. 23 safeties, 71 tackles for us, eight extra points returned. Uh, 696 extra points, 234, two extra points, all in one season. So I'm, I'm hoping that if I can keep the, this size going for next year, and if we have, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping that, that you know, nothing bad will happen next season, we can carry on as normal. We can come back and compare that one. I don't think the numbers will be as high next year, even with a full schedule because I think there's a lot more disparity this year because of the way we've been playing the regional games. I think next year when we're back in Prem and Div 1, the games will be a lot more competitive and you won't see such crazy scores. Yeah. I mean, um, I'd agree with Alan, um, but what I would say um, is uh, a big thank you from my side and from the committee side as well. Um, you know, just in terms of like how everybody's operated this year and you know, try to keep everybody safe and all that kind of thing. The fact that we've had so few cancellations, and I can tell you that all of the cancellations were only due to COVID scares, basically, and then us not being able to reschedule. Um, you know, for the community, that's that's an incredible achievement, and hats off to everybody for making it happen. And uh, it, it's been it's been an interesting year, not just for for football, just for for everything in general, where everything has changed, but to see. It go from last season of we've had to cancel everything to, to putting it all back together this season. And like Alan said, you guys have done a great job of putting it all together, putting it and then trying trying to keep it going. I mean, to only have 13 cancelled this season with with how everything was going, like when when you see like some of the figures that were put out by like the news and things like that about like cases going up and down and how like there could be other lockdowns, to only have 13 cancelled was was an absolutely great season. So is this the, the start of the Kyle for, for GM once again? <laughs> once again, I thought I, I thought I still had the position. Is that has that changed? I see, I, is I've something no, I need to do. I've got no but, idea how uh, this works. <laughs> um, so I mean, what I would add to uh, what I said as well is, um, unfortunately, we had some uh, late. Um, COVID scares or incidents late in the season. I think we're all very fortunate that we managed to avoid it most of the year. So um, I think, unfortunately, the button hookers and the cougars as well were impacted by that. And that's why there's some games, uh, particularly this last game day, not uh, uh, played. But um, 
you know, I hope everybody uh, is well and isn't too badly impacted by that. I hope that there's no sort of negative impact. Um, but all I can say is, like, you know, um, particularly like Lewis, Phil, um, Mike and Ray and uh, Jed helping out. That's sort of the key group that have been helping out with this league. Um, hats off to them for all their efforts. And again, you know, we put a structure in place to try and keep everybody safe. And thank you to everybody for going along with it, basically. Uh, that's what's made it happen. It works both ways. It's not just, you know, you can put a structure and a schedule in place. If nobody follows it, then it will break very quickly. So just thank you to everybody. Uh, while we're going down the route of things, I just want to thank everyone who's actually joined in the show, either as a, as a, a host or as a, a reviewer, or even just like a watcher and heard people who've actually commented. Uh, so I've got, so got Neil and Callum, even though Callum's ill and at home, he's still typing away and making little comments here and there. So yeah, he's been great. Keyboard warrior. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think after the, the frustration of 2020 where we weren't allowed to get together, then we got back together, started training and then got the news that, I, and I literally got the news at training one night that the season was cancelled and it was just gutting for us. And, you know, to go from those kind of lows to the fact that okay it's not what we used to it's it's not we don't get to travel and play against some of the teams that we love to play against that we just actually managed to play some football this year and it was safe and everybody you know generally speaking had a good time and uh, you know it's it's great that we actually managed to have a season this year because it would have been very very easy just to go sorry guys you know if you if you take it back to where we were when Kyle and the rest of the committee were planning the season, we were still in lockdown. We were still going, okay, is this actually going to happen? And, you know, the fact that they've gone, right, let's do it this way. Let's make sure everything's safe for us all. Having the pregame uh, checks, um, logging all the people that were attending training, all the people who were attending games, all the sanitization of the equipment and all the rest of the BS that we had to go through this year. You know, we, we we have had to jump through hoops, but we've done it for a reason. We've done it so we can all play football. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we all really wanted. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Like, um, you know, certainly from our side with my Baffer hat on, you know, we're here to give people the opportunity to play and maximise those opportunities. We're not here to take opportunities away from anybody. That's certainly not what it's about. So, um, you know, I'm personally... In myself, you know, I feel um, fantastic having been back on the field in whatever capacity this year. Um, and, you know, it's just great to be around the community again, be able to play football and great to see everybody back. Like, you know, hopefully um, we're through the worst of it now and better things to come, basically. There we go. So hopefully uh, I'm currently in the process of making up for for the rest of this this year's football we'll have the women's divisions covered um i also have champions bowl covered this uh, in a few weeks ofl uh that's been covered for these guys as well and hopefully depending on what the the, the uk government allows us to do and the the israeli government allows us to do we'll be flying off to israel to cover those games so yeah it, it's it's starting to get that you know Again, you said before when, we, when we've gone to look back how far it was, how far back it was a few like uh, the start of last year. 
where you weren't even allowed to travel outside of your house. We could be going abroad and covering those games. So hopefully it'll be a nice, easy one over there. It, is, it has been a very, very short episode on this one, mainly because uh, I've had a few messages off Dale saying he's he's only just seen the messages now. <laughs> the, the Wi-Fi's kicked in, so that, that, that would have dragged it out. And I've had, I've had Lewis on the show, but he's currently traveling, trying to get people to replace him. Again, if anybody wants to ever join in the show, just send me a message. We'll, we'll get you on there. So we'll get you on there somehow. So, guys, thank you once again. Hopefully, there'll be uh, oh, won't be too much of a cancellation for September. Hoping to, I'll try and share the link as well. So, get more, a few more people on there. So, as long as we, we get shall, uh, Titans, we shall see. Sharks, Titans, Sharks, <laughs> Hurricanes, Hornets, Hornets, Smoke. And smoke. That, that's 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 the main thing we're looking for. Maybe not September the 11th, so that's the only bit I'm after. <laughs> who, who organises a wedding midway through season? Terrible idea. It's just inconsiderate, really, isn't it? Like, who doesn't even? And you're very welcome, Callum. I think I think that's a message from pretty much everybody this season. It's been a great type of season, but. And thank you for all for joining us on this one last senior mixed senior league season. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all our shows. Also check out our sponsor Nuola for all your customized sportswear supplies.